This might be the most challenging jingle. I don't know. Just have fun. Zach, have fun. No matter what, it's going to be good. The everyone. I'm Caroline Kowalczyk, life coach and your host of the Unpurposeful podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because I have Gina Knox, a financial coach on the show today. Gina Knox is a financial coach for entrepreneurs. She teaches entrepreneurs how to manage their irregular cash flow so that they can save $100,000 while paying themselves more. Gina is also a mother, a wife, a potter, an ocean nerd, a tango teacher, and a million other things. But ultimately, helping people with their money is Gina's life's work. I'd also like to add that I have worked with Gina as I joined her six-figure saver program in 2021, and it really helped me understand that finances don't have to be complicated, especially as a new entrepreneur. The reason why I was so attracted to Gina when I discovered her on Instagram was I was able to understand what the hell she was talking about in regards to money. She's so down to earth, transparent, and talks about the reality of not making consistent sales and still being able to save. The reason why I think what she does is so valuable is because she talks about money in an incredibly inclusive and unlimited way, no matter where you're starting from. She helps with your mindset and relationship to money, and she also has the best spreadsheets I've ever seen and that I'll be using till the end of time. And to top it off, the community in Six Figure Saver is unmatched. Being in her program and connecting with others while they navigate their financial and business journeys is the support that everyone deserves. Gina, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. I'm so excited to dive in, catch up, and share what you've been working on. First, I'd like to say congratulations on launching your new podcast. Thank you. It's super fun. I'm <laughs> loving the podcast journey. Yes, it's amazing. I've listened to a couple of episodes and I can't wait to hear more. I'd love to just ask you can you take us through a brief highlight journey to becoming a financial coach? Yeah, I became a financial coach really three years ago. Actually, last, actually, yesterday was my three year anniversary. I totally Ooh. forgot. <laughs> yeah, so I became a financial coach three years ago, um, but my journey there was not at all traditional. So I have a bachelor's of fine arts in interaction design. So I went to school for design. And then I started my career at Nokia and then into it as a design researcher. Basically what a design researcher is, is somebody who interviews people, talks to people about their problems, specifically related to the product that you're working on, and basically understands what that person's experience is. So to ground that in an example, when I was working at QuickBooks, which is small business accounting software, we would talk to entrepreneurs all the time and make sure we understood exactly what they needed because mm. as like people working in tech, W2 employees, we didn't really know what it was like to be an entrepreneur. So I would make sure that we understood them so that we could then design and engineer products for them based on their needs, not what we thought our assumptions were that they needed. 
So um, I worked at QuickBooks for five years and interviewed over 400 small business owners and entrepreneurs and accountants and basically had this huge love for finance, personal finance, business finance. And I started coaching with some friends who worked mm-hmm. at Intuit with me. And we were really just talking about personal finances. We were talking about what to do with the stock market, especially because as tech employees, we would get stock from the companies that we worked at. We would talk about the laws and all of that. And it kind of evolved over time. I started working with you know, the high earning tech woman. And then I started attracting all these small business owners. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm not even talking to them, but they're showing up. And, and then I remember at one point in 2020, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I have this entire background working at QuickBooks. I understand accounting. I understand like how people implement accounting. And I understand how really, really high earning businesses. Cause at mm. the time I was studying 2 million and above businesses were operating and I have all these small business owners coming to me. I'm like, why do I not just focus on them? <laughs> so it was kind of this aha moment and it's just kind of been an evolution ever yeah. since then. And I think that having a design background made it so much more approachable because I'm not speaking in jargon. Like I don't have a finance degree. I'm not coming to you with like these words you don't understand speaking over your head because I had to do that for myself. I had to translate all of that for myself. And so that's just how I speak. And I think that that is what actually has been a big part of who I am and my brand and how people perceive me because I don't have a traditional background. Yes. I am nodding here aggressively (laughs) because that's exactly what attracted me to you. I was like, this woman is just speaking so clearly. I understand what you're talking about. It made me want to be more interested in my own financial situation. And it also helped me understand that I wasn't alone in that journey and that it didn't have to be so complicated And that's what I loved so much about your program is that you just always kept it simple and you were able to translate this jargon, like what you were saying, into a way that was very digestible and and easy to take steps to feel like, okay, this is actually possible for me. This is possible for me because, yeah, I mean, I I think about, you know, my journey, I, I worked in sales. I was around a lot of people that were making big investments, but I kind of always felt like I wasn't in the loop and it always kind of felt like the boys club. And that's another reason why I really loved your program is because it is so inclusive and it's, you know, really speaking to just everybody that's outside of the boys club. So (laughs) thank you for all of the work that you've done. And I'm so excited to see what else is it that you're working on. So I'd love for you to kind of highlight What does Six Figure Saber look like now? Like you said, it's always an evolution. I always see you updating things, which is great. And then you also have a couple of new cool projects coming up. So tell us, spill the tea. Yeah, so really there's like two ways to work with me. I have one-on-one coaching where I work with really like scaling entrepreneurs on those complex financial stuffs. And then my baby, Six Figure Saver, which you were a part of. So Six Figure Saver, 
for those listening is a 12 month group coaching program. So there's a course and I have like the course curriculum in there and that stuff's always evolving. And then I have the community we're on Slack. And then we have zoom calls every single week where I coach community members every week. And it's funny because six figure saver also went through a very similar evolution. It started as a personal finance course really dedicated to women who wanted to take care of their personal finances. And I think at that time in 2020, when I had that like light bulb moment of entrepreneurs are asking for me and I have the subject matter expertise at that point, I started the process of shifting six figure saver more to focus on online entrepreneurs with inconsistent cash flow which by the way is everybody. <laughs> like everybody has inconsistent cash flow. I don't believe that there's any single person who has consistent cash flow. <laughs> so really it's like online entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. um and yeah, it's it's really zeroed in and focused and so there was that transition focusing from personal finance to business. And we still talk about personal finance by the way, mm-hmm. just for for entrepreneurs, right? And then um, earlier this year, it went through another shift. At the beginning of Six Figure Saver, I was talking about everything. I was talking about debt. I was talking about investing. I was talking about retirement. I was talking about savings. I was talking about bookkeeping. I was talking about tax. (laughs) I was talking about money mindset, right? I was talking about everything. And in my mind, it's because as a money person, I'm like, everything is important, right? And that's not to say that's a wrong approach. It wasn't. But I started noticing in Six Figure Saver, people were getting caught up. They were getting into these loops of false starts. They would like start the debt payoff journey and then something else would distract them. Or they would start the investing journey and then they'd like get all up in their head about investing and the risk and then they'd stop. And it was all these false starts. And I started asking myself, why is my community experiencing all these false starts? And kind of like these like squirrel moments, like, ooh, shiny object. And I realized it was because I was enabling it. I was enabling it with all the information I was throwing at them out of love, but it actually wasn't the most loving thing I could do. So I asked myself, what do they need? What do they need to be successful in all those other things? But how can we focus it? And I implemented some program rules. So really we, we took everything out of Six Figure Saver that wasn't about saving. And we discussed it with the community and said, listen, you're here to save $100,000 and you need to master the skill of saving with inconsistent income with debt as an entrepreneur. Because when you master the skill of saving, which by the way, is just like putting money towards a thing over time you also master the skill of paying off debt because paying off debt is also putting money towards debt over time. And you also master the skill of investing because investing is putting money towards investments over time. So it's like that mechanic is the same. So I was realizing, oh, they don't have the skill of saving, which is why they're bouncing around from topic to topic because they think the topic is the problem but really the lack of skill was the problem. So this year we've gone through another reinvention in a sense and hyper-focused the community on you are here to master the skill of saving. And I got mean. I was like, I will no longer coach you on your debt. I will no longer coach you on your investments. I will no longer coach you on anything 
until anything other than saving until you've hit the hundred K goal as a way to force them to focus on that skill. And I will say like the one place where this, this wavers is with mindset. Like if your mindset about debt, if you think debt is stopping you from saving, I will coach you on that from the lens of getting you to learn how to save, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's been like the big shift. And it's so, I was so afraid. (laughs) I was so scared getting onto that call and like having to tell all my clients that I was not going to coach them on all these other things anymore. I was terrified. And I remember afterwards, you know what? I definitely had a couple people who were like, I'm not cool with this. This is one I signed up for. And I coached them through that. Mm -hmm. But then I also had a, a whole swath of people who were like, thank you. Thank you for clearing the noise. Thank you for like being the mean coach and telling me to focus because I was allowing myself to get distracted too. And this is super helpful. And I was like, okay, (laughs) it's going to be okay. (laughs) Yes. Wow. I mean, that is such a powerful answer for so many different reasons, but I think the biggest is just having the courage to simplify things and understand the power of simplicity. Because like you said, it all came down to the root, the skill to save. And I'm curious, now that you've seen that transition happen, what has been the biggest challenge and also like win in terms of when you teach and coach around the skill of saving? Like what are you seeing are kind of the hurdles and the successes? Let's start with the successes from my perspective as the coach. It made my curriculum development so much easier and way more powerful because now the curriculum is so short. Like it used to be like nine modules (laughs) and no one, and I would look at the analytics, no one would get through it all. And now the curriculum is so much shorter, so much more powerful. And I asked myself like, okay, how can I help people master this skill? What concepts do they need to understand? What systems do they need? And I created some incredibly powerful concepts out of that simplification. And it's great because more people are getting through the content and they're not getting caught up in the spreadsheets anymore. They're not getting caught up in the technology. They're not finding those excuses because actually saving is really easy, right? Like literally you just have to spend less money than you earn. It's like, it's like losing weight. They always said, just eat fewer calories than you burn. It's just like, it's so simple. Like you don't need a course to tell you how to save. Right. Yeah. And so, so then what gets in the way, if it's so simple, what gets in the way and it's all the mindset. And so this is an interesting thing that I've noticed in terms of a shift in the community. Our coaching calls have very much gone from being strategy, tactical in the spreadsheets, like Q and a. And they've transformed into much more of mindset coaching because, because the systems are so simple, because the concepts are so simple. Nobody has questions about the concepts anymore. And so I do kind of miss coaching on the strategy, like the hard strategy of it all. But I'm recognizing that when the strategy is really simple, the only thing that gets in the way is the mind. And so we need to coach on the mindset, which Mm -hmm. coincidentally is why I decided to get certified as a life coach this year. I was like, I need tools to help these people with their minds because, because the strategy is so simple. Yeah. (laughs) So we've just been coaching a ton on mindset. And I think it's actually, it's funny because it's not what people expect when they join the program. Like when they come to their first office hours, they're like, 
oh, this is not what I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they thought it was going to be like a Q and a, and it's very much, it's way more deep than that. We get super deep into what is stopping you from earning more money than you spend. Yeah. I'm taking that in because that's, I think another reason why I was also attracted to you, even though now you're doing that more, you've always had that mindset piece. And I feel like there's a lot of programs out there that have, you know, the spreadsheets and like the templates, but if you don't have that mindset part, it's really hard to, like you said, your mind plays tricks on you. You'll find every excuse in the world not to do it. And so holding that space to be able to deal with yourself and have a community of people that are going through the same thing is so powerful. So exciting. And really, it's also about like, how can I set up my clients to be successful without me? Yeah. Because if I'm just giving you a course full of information that honestly you could find on the internet, there's a reason why people aren't going on the internet and finding this information for free. Yeah. And so if I sell them a course that does that, are they actually going to be successful afterwards without me? And some, for some people, yes. Right. Like there's always going to be archetypes of people who consume information differently, but for the majority of my people, the majority of the people who want to work with me, the answer is no, they don't want to sit and read and listen to hours long videos. They want to understand why they're struggling with doing this so they can do it by themselves afterwards. Because again, saving is easy. You just spend less money than you earn. So I'm really also thinking about the lifetime value beyond Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Another thing I'd like to add to it that I thought of while you were speaking is I think the beauty of what you're doing is also because you help people understand that it's possible for them And that sounds very simple, you know, like we've kind of been saying it in different ways, but if you really think about it, like to anyone listening out there, right, you might be thinking, yeah, like I want to do this, but there might still be a part of you that feels like, is this really possible for me? You know, because maybe you come from a background where your family struggled with finances or, you know, money was always scarce and it's really sometimes difficult to see yourself and put yourself in that position and embody yourself in it. And I feel like embodiment comes from action, from being able to start doing it. And that's what's so incredible about your course is that it's the mindset work, but then you are actually taking steps to make shifts. And then you're witnessing the changes and you're like, this isn't that hard. I'm doing it this is real. I can do this. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I think to, you said something interesting, like there's the mindset work and then you're also doing the actions. And in the, um, I was certified by the life coach school and in the model that we use mindset work, there is a part of the model that says action. And then what are the actions you're going to take? So actually mindset work Mm. includes actions. (laughs) We're not just sitting around talking about your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like that's a big part of it, but we're including what actions you're going to take. And yeah, it's, it's like a huge thing. I just had someone post in our, our Slack channel that said she saved $3,300 this month that she didn't anticipate because a client paid her early and she put at the end, like this system is so easy. Like Mm. you don't have to think about it. And I think that is part of like your 
you're building evidence for yourself that you can do it because you did it. And if you can save $3,300 one month, what's to say you can't save $10,000 next month. And even if you save only a hundred dollars a month after that, well, that doesn't matter. You're just going to continue on the journey. That's part of the irregularity and it's fine. Yeah. There's like two things in terms of possibility. One, how can I, as the coach demonstrate to you that it's possible? How can the community demonstrate to you that it's possible by the other people you're seeing succeeding within the community? And then how can you demonstrate to yourself that it's possible? And that one's super powerful, super, super powerful. Yes. And I think being in a group as well, where it's like you're demonstrating it to yourself and then you're also being seen by other people while you're on this new, vulnerable, beautiful journey. It's just the cherry on top. (laughs) And you know, the people in Six Figure Saver, everyone is like a mega cheerleader for each other. Everyone, what I love about the community is um, saving $100,000 is crazy. (laughs) Like if you told your uncle that, or like your neighbor or the PTA president, they'd be like, what? Like, this is not a normal thing for Americans to do. So let's just contextualize it. That's a a little bit of an absurd goal. And nobody in Six Figure Saver thinks it's unrealistic. Nobody thinks you can't do it. Even if they have their own doubts, which sometimes that's human, everybody is there supporting each other and being like, no, you're going to do it. Like, There's no doubt in the collective mind of the people in Six Figure Saver that everyone in that community can hit the goal. Ah, so beautiful. So powerful. Well, Gina, on that note, your email list, well, I shouldn't say list, your emails (laughs) are amazing. I love reading them. And there's been so many topics that I find really nuance in, in terms of like what I've been seeing in comparison to like what else I see other financial coaches talk about. And so I really want to kind of discuss bougie and unbothered because I will share that I love the idea of that. And I remember when I used to think bougie, like I kind of, I kind of judged bougie. Right. And so I think that was coming from like my idea of like, Oh, I don't want to be bougie because we there was this idea of like what bougie is, right? And so I would love for you to kind of dive into that concept and tell me more about it. I love bougie and unbothered. The bougie part of it is really about being unapologetically wealthy and spending your money in however way you see fit. Part of that can be altruism and charity and whatever, but it doesn't have to be like, we're not going to judge you in any way you decide to spend your money, whatever your bougie life looks like to you, that's what it is. And then the unbothered part is really important. It's, it's really about like how you feel, right? You are not bothered by money. You're not bothered by your own money. You're not bothered by what other people think about you. It's really just this like unbothered energy. And actually the way I was explaining it the other day, I want to share, cause I think it's really interesting. I want you to imagine like a story arc, right? Like we learned in like, I don't know, seventh grade English class, right? The story arc, you have the beginning and the conflict at the beginning of the story. So for my clients, that's like, they're feeling financially anxious or afraid, or they just don't feel organized or whatever that that is. Right. So they come to me with that conflict and then the rising action of the storyline is all the work that we do to get them organized, 
to teach them the concepts, those simple systems. Cool. And then they implement that and then they feel great. And then the climax of the story is financial confidence. Financial confidence is like, oh, I can do this. And all of a sudden planning your money, playing around with money is fun. And you're like enjoying the spreadsheets and you're like really engaged in the community and you're like showing up and doing all the things. Most financial coaches stop there. They go, that's the goal. The climax of the story, financial confidence. I want you to feel confident. And it's so funny because my clients, the type of people who come to me, they don't view that as the climax. So that's the climax. And then there's the falling action in the story arc or the resolution. I'm sorry, the resolution of the story arc and the resolution of this story is unbothered. It's beyond confidence. Confidence is such an active term. You're thinking about money. You're confident. You're capable. You can plan. You can invest. My clients are like, yes, and I never want to think about money again. (laughs) And that is what I think about when I think about unbothered. You are beyond confident to a point where you no longer actively think about your money. You know that your financial systems are set. You know that your investments or whatever your debt, whatever goal you're working towards, you know it's going in the background and you do not have to actively manage it anymore. And if you need to go back, like there will be moments where you need to go back into the system and tweak things, a life circumstance changes or whatever, But on a day-to-day, it's an unactive state. It's a very passive state. And that is what my clients want. They don't want to think about money. And that's why I feel like unbothered is so important because I don't want them to stop at confident. I want them to be able to move past that. Yeah, I love that concept so much because when I think of confidence, I think of like seesawing, right? It depends on the circumstances. Like you said, you're always checking and it's kind of turbulent, right? And unbothered. I mean, I'm like beaming internally right now at that idea because it's soothing, right? Like I just want to be soothed. It's super calm. (laughs) By my financial situation. And I think this is where I differ really from other money coaches because money coaches, we love to talk about money. We'd love to think about money. We love to, we want to be in the money, but we have to remember as money coaches that people don't. Right. Like just because we do doesn't mean our clients do. And it's not our goal to get clients to be like us. It's our goal to get clients to be like themselves with their money set. Yes. Speaking of that, that's something that you do a great job of is you're able to really see each client and their specific money goals, right? Because like Not everyone has the same money goals. Not everyone has the same dream lifestyle. That's probably, I'm assuming, like where your one-on-one coaching comes in, where you're able to kind of be more granular with people's specific dream lifestyles. Is that correct? Yeah. And it's, I want to bring that back actually to Six Figure Saver in a way, because one of the questions I get is like, why do I need to save $100,000? That seems Mm. like, that seems like a big number for why. Why? Yeah. And the way I explain it is $100,000 is an identity and a process goal. The goal is to get you to an identity of someone who saved $100,000 because with that comes a shift in your thinking about money. Mm -hmm. And then the process goal is like the process of saving $100,000 teaches you how to master saving 
So in Six Figure Saver, we have this thing called the 100K Club. When you've saved $100,000, you get access to the club. It's a members only club. And in that club, we then decide, okay, now that you have your 100K, what are we going to do with it? Ooh. And I have taken clients, like I had a client the other day, we sat down on a call and I was like, what are you going to do with your money now? And she's like, well, I want to start investing for retirement. And I was like, but don't you have credit card debt? She's like, yeah, but I want to do retirement. And I'm like, well, no. And this is where I start getting mean in the hundred K club shit gets real. And I said, no, we're going to pay off your debt first. She goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, how much debt do you have? And she had like 12,000 something, something. Yeah. And I go, okay, open it up. And she opened it. And then I go, click pay, like move the money right now. Click pay. She was so mad at me. (laughs) She's like, I just wanted to start my retirement. And I'm like, no, there actually is an order. There's a financial order of operations. And when you get in the hundred K club, we get serious and we move a shit ton of money fast. So most people, most people don't need to keep a hundred thousand dollars. That's going to be dependent on your lifestyle, your business expenses, right? We're going to define for each individual how much cash they should have on hand. But with all the extra, we're going to decide what to do with it. So it looks like paying off debt in one day, in one fell swoop. I'm working with another client. We're going to be funding her retirement. We're probably going to dump 50 to $75,000 into her retirement sometime in the next couple of weeks. She has to open the account first. That takes a little bit, Mm -hmm. but but yeah, we get real specific or like to your point about lifestyle, maybe there's a personal investment you want to make. Like I just, I just worked with a personal stylist and that was a big chunk of change. You may want to work with an interior decorator, whatever you may want to go on a vacation. I literally don't care. I do not judge what my clients want to spend their money on, but you have to get in the club first. That's my rule. (laughs) And that my friends uh, is money's mom. <laughs> money's mom checking in. Yes. I love money's mom because moms can be, and, um, my mom is Mexican. So I have like a culturally Mexican experience. Mm-hmm. And if you have any immigrant mom, I think it's kind of the same thing. Moms can be compassionate and loving, and they will rub your feet when you're sick and make you every type of food. And then also they'll be like, okay, this time, Like my mom, and this is, there's problems with this. You need to lose weight. (laughs) Like they'll just tell you to your face or like, what are you doing with that guy? He's done. He's not good for you. Or they'll just tell you they literally have no filter. And so that's kind of how I view myself as money's mom, super compassionate and loving. And also when I know you need the tough love, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I'm just going to tell you, and then I'll coach you through it afterwards. Yeah. It's that tough love, real, real talk right? Like we're not going to cut corners here. I'm going to make this very simple for you. (laughs) Right. Because like being nice is not kind. Yes. Ooh. I think sometimes being me quote unquote mean and direct is the kindest thing I can do for someone because we don't spend weeks spinning. Yeah. If I can make it simple for you and just tell you the next thing you need to do, like that client, No, you're going to sit and pay the $12,000 today and then we'll move on instead of letting her spin in the spiral of what should I do with the money? I'm just going to tell you. Mm -hmm. And again, like you can, you can put your boundaries in place too. You can say, no, (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to force you to click the button, Right. but but you paid me for my opinion. So here it is. (laughs) Exactly. Everyone needs a money's mom in their life. (laughs) 
Gina, I'm curious also about, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are really intrigued and love this idea of being bougie and unbothered. And yet maybe they don't see themselves as able to save a hundred thousand right now for whatever reason. So I'm curious, what would be your message to those that are listening and feel like they don't yet identify as for X reason to make a hundred thousand? Yeah. Everybody has thoughts about this. Everyone's Mm -hmm. like, maybe me, but not really somebody else. Even people in six figures, they sometimes feel this way about themselves, especially when they first join. And let's go back. What does it take to save $100,000? It takes you spending less money than you earn. And let's even contextualize this. If you want to save $100,000 in 12 months, let's pull up my calculator. $100,000 divided by 12 is $8,333.33 a month is what you need to save. Maybe that sounds way out of reach. Maybe that sounds impossible. What is stopping you? That's my first question. So if you're listening and you're like, I don't think I could hit that, I'll just say, ask why. Do you have an overspending problem? Okay, let's deal with that. Do you have an under-earning problem? Why? What is stopping you from earning more money? What is stopping you from keeping, on average, $8,300 a month? Which, by the way, like, even $8,300, you're not going to save $8,300 a month. You're not going to save it perfectly every single month. But what is stopping you? And so when you say to yourself in your brain, I could never do that you're basically cutting off the pot, the conversation. You're saying, I could never do that. End of story, moving on. Let me just keep fiddling my thumbs, doing whatever else I was doing that day. But if you ask yourself instead, why can't I do that? It will give you your next step. Why can't I do that? Oh, I don't earn enough. Okay, let me, what's stopping me from earning more? There's a whole other list of questions and do that thing, <laughs> right? It's so interesting to me when people decide, and I'm, I'm being a little mean now, When you decide to think you can't do something, then you're ensuring that you can't. Mm. So be real careful when you decide to think something like that. I never decide to think something is impossible for me because what's the use of that? Right. Literally, what's the utility of me thinking something's impossible for me? Nothing. Yeah. It's so much better to lead with inquiry and get curious And yeah, maybe, you know what, maybe you're listening and right now you're literally the math, your income is not high enough to hit hundred thousand dollars saved in 12 months. Can you save 30 K that's better than nothing. Right. (laughs) I'm like, damn, like the skills that you learn are applicable at any income level. And so you can do both. You can learn how to save and scale your income at the same time. And maybe it takes you 15 months, right? We're not, we don't have to be so. I don't know. It's a little bit of goody two shoesness, right? We don't have to be like, well, Gina, you told me that I'm I'm here to save 100K in 12 months. So that's what I got to do. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but like I'll celebrate you if you save $10,000 too. Right. Or I'll celebrate you if you hit 100K after the program's done. Right. <laughs> like yeah. we don't have to be so tied into the rules. The rules, I made them up, you guys. I literally <laughs> made them up. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. There's no wrong way to save, right? Like, I think that that's what gets so many people caught up is this idea of I'm doing it wrong. So then I'm just going to stop and I'm going to avoid and I'm going to pretend like 
it's not there and focus on something that's unrelated, but like subconsciously hoping it will link back to this, you know, making more sales, like whatever it is, you know, and it, it can be really tricky for a lot of, especially new entrepreneurs, which is why this is so amazing is we're specifically talking for people that have their own businesses and um, really anyone outside of that as well. But I think that being a new entrepreneur, it's one thing, for example, I'm a life coach. I got trained as a coach. Wonderful. But no one taught me the business side. No one taught me how to handle the other parts of that. And so there's so much mindset work that goes into your personal life and then also your business life that you need to integrate. And that's why it's so important to be a part of a community, get the support you need, have these conversations to understand that it really is just thoughts, right? Like what thoughts are you holding on to that are keeping you from getting what you truly desire, what you truly want, what's truly possible for you. This is why everybody needs a life coach. Yes. Everybody needs a life coach because life coaches just ask you questions that you're yeah. forced to answer. And it's, can I give an example? Cause yesterday, absolutely. Oh my God. This is the second time this happened to me this week. And I think it's hilarious. <laughs> So I had a, a client in Six Figures Saver come. She submitted a hot seat for office hours. And she said, I have $5,000 of business debt, feeling really bad about it. I want to pay off the business debt, but I need more capital to buy more inventory so that I can sell the inventory and pay off the debt. And I don't have cash to buy the inventory. So either I need to go more into debt or I just, I don't know. And so we were like, okay, let me, let's talk to her. And I asked her, is it really just a capital problem? If you got the inventory you need, do you feel confident in your ability to sell the inventory? Like, where is the exact problem? She goes, yes, I can sell the inventory. I just need the inventory. And I said, great, cool. So we're going to figure out how to get you capital. That's what I thought as her coach. My job right now is to help her figure out how to get capital. So the first thing I asked her was, okay, well, do you have really zero inventory? Like how much inventory do you have? And how much is that worth? Like if you sold all the inventory you have right now, how much could you get? And in my mind, I'm thinking like, maybe she has a couple hundred dollars worth of inventory. Maybe we can get her jump started in a small way. She pulls up her spreadsheets and she goes, oh, I have $28,000 of inventory. <laughs> and I went, what? You have $28,000 of inventory sitting there and you're worried about your $5,000 credit card? Go sell your inventory. And then we had a whole coaching conversation around why she thought she needed new inventory and why the old inventory was bad. Mm. And that was the coaching she actually needed. Yeah. And this is why life coaching is so amazing because I just asked her an innocent question. Right. I had no idea. And by the way, I know nothing about product-based businesses. I don't know how to sell products. I don't know what I'm doing, but my job is not to know. My right. job is to ask her questions and she knows we just need to extract it from her. Yeah. And she walked away with an entire plan on how to sell her $28,000 of inventory. And I'm like, girl, go sell that. You do not need capital and stop. And I was like, I almost had the mind to say, stop whining to me about your $5,000 credit card bill. I do not care. Right. I never want to hear about it again. <laughs> right. That's where mean coach comes out um, a little bit. And it's so funny because like, yeah, we just have these, it's like this thought. She had this thought, I need capital. And yeah. so that was her tunnel vision. And that became her reality yes. until somebody else came digging around and asked her some questions. 
And I'm sure like your clients can relate in whatever other topic, right? It doesn't just have to do with money. It can do with any aspect of life. Absolutely. That's what I love about life coaching so much because it just gets you to stop running, stop distracting yourself. And it's fun. But of course, like you said, it's not even mean coaching. It's just getting to the root, right? And sometimes getting to the root is what you were avoiding the whole time. But when you're able to clarify what's going on, then all of a sudden you realize you don't have to run. You can deal with it and be fine with it and nothing bad's going to happen. Things are only going to improve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. $20,000 of inventory. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so funny because I had another client who's also a product-based business who said she has $600,000 of inventory and yet she was making more inventory. And I'm like, you need, I was like, stop it. Stop making more inventory right now. Go sell. Like, I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) Wow. This just goes to show how, again, for anyone listening, you always have an option, right? No matter what, whether you have a lot of inventory, even if you don't have any inventory, there's an option for you. There's always options. There's always. And it sometimes takes a third party who knows nothing about your industry or, or your circumstance to help you see those options. Yes. Like a pure, unbiased someone to just... Be your mirror, reflect a life back. coach. Go, <laughs> a get, life go coach. get yourself a life coach. Everyone. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, Gina, I mean, this has been so much fun. I cannot thank you enough for being on here and sharing everything with us. Where can people find you? How can people work with you? Tell us more. You can find me on Instagram at Gina Knox, K-N-O-X. And you can also find me at ginanox.co that has all the information on how to work with me. Right now, there are really two ways, but primarily one way to work with me, which is through Six Figure Saver. So join Six Figure Saver. You can join at any time. It's open year round and you get 12 months access to our community. So the Slack channel and the weekly calls, but then you get lifetime access to the course and any future course updates. So that is five payments of 400 or $2,000. And I'm over here like, y'all, that's a steal. You get 12 <laughs> months of coaching for $2,000. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, let me shut up. <laughs> so that is the primary way. And that is best suited for entrepreneurs who have sold $100,000 in lifetime sales. And now they want to learn how to save. I also have a very select few one-on-one coaching spots available. I'm not sure when this podcast is going to air, but as of now, I have three spots for the rest of the quarter. That is really meant for the scaling entrepreneur, multiple six-figure to eight-figure entrepreneur who is needing help, (laughs) like needing help on the personal finance side, needing help on the mindset side, needing help on the business finance side. And I really talk about that offer like, We're going to clean up your money movement. So how your money moves, and we're going to create a customized process for you. And then we're going to clean up your money mindset. And it's going to help you make complex financial decisions with confidence. So like buying a house as an entrepreneur, how to know when to hire your first full-time employee, Mm. the retirement stuff, the tax strategy stuff. We get a lot deeper in one-to-one and that is a six month program. So for that scaling entrepreneur, And I have something coming down the pike in Q4, but I'm not ready to talk about it yet. And it's going to be really good. (laughs) I cannot wait. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
Yeah. And then also you have your podcast and I'd love for you to just quickly highlight, you know, what are some of the the topics that you're, you're sharing there? Yeah. So my podcast is called save six figures with Gina Knox. And we really talk about a lot of the stuff that's actually in the course. Like I was saying earlier, right? The the strategy is really, really, really simple. So I kind of give the strategy away for free. So if you want any of the course content, go to the podcast. I just released a podcast on debt neutrality and debt mindset. There's a whole like section around how to create your 100K plan and like my techniques for saving. I also do client interviews and I'll probably do guest expert interviews as well. But really the podcast is going to be the place for all the strategy, all the concepts, all the tips, all the tricks, all the stuff, and some really cool conversations with other people too. Amazing. I'm so excited for everything that you're about to share your new projects and to dive more into the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, Gina. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to talk to you again. Yes. Yes. This has been so much fun. And I know so many people are going to love this episode because it's so valuable for so many reasons. So again, thank you. And I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. Bueno, ciao. Ciao, tutti. <laughs> <laughs>